0: This is Pop Fiction Women. I'm Corinne. I'm Kate. And we're complicated. Blunt. Total boss. But sometimes a mess. Opinionated. But never boring.
1: And in this podcast, we're discussing the complicated women of the best books, TV,
0: and movies. Along with the complicated women behind the scenes. Warning, lots of spoilers ahead. So come back when you're done. Hurry up, it's starting. The flight attendant, I guess the rest of the season really, but we're focused on the finale to see how everything comes together. So the first thing I wanted to do was break down the murder. Now that we have the whole thing kind of laid out before us, does it all add up? Did it make sense? I think this is a pretty strong yes for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. It turns out Alex was a good guy Who found out that one of his I mean some of the details I'm a little fuzzy on But not in a way that takes me out of it at all So one of his clients was Trafficking weapons Or something But he took their ill-gotten fortune And moved it to his own Encrypted account
1: Yes like basically when he found out I thought maybe it was his family Or whoever was doing the bad stuff He actually did like a
0: Robin Hood Kind of a thing move Yeah Mm -hmm although we still don't know what he was going to do with it yeah <laughs> it was just correct. in his own account i guess <laughs> that's but true. fair no, point no but it was clear that he from that line that, uh, in crime and punishment thank you in crime and punishment that he <laughs> was uh, planning to do something good with it but we don't all of that's very fuzzy it doesn't really matter to me when he moved that money a lot of people were really pissed off and came to get the money And then I guess kill him for having done it and betrayed them in this way. We find out that that was actually Felix slash Buckley, which we will talk about more, acting on behalf of Victor. Miranda, I guess Miranda had seemed to have her own stake in the game. She wanted the money back, but she wanted it for Victor, but she wasn't going to kill Alex. It's not entirely clear. That wasn't entirely clear to me either. Yeah but it but it works it's fine. Yes. We're going to talk about the women. Women just did not disappoint. Oh, God. From right from the first three episodes what they set up to the final moments did not disappoint. All of them. I mean really, all of them. It's not like
1: you know we talked about all four of them in the first three and then you wonder, "Oh, well, maybe" somebody's gonna drop off yeah Yeah. drop off or won't be as interesting but really till the end they all have their own arcs and are all complicated I was really impressed
0: and at the same time Cassie's such the standout star that uh it's pretty amazing that you could still have well-drawn three-dimensional supporting women and have a star that shines so brightly you know Big Little Lies was similar in lots of different women that were drawn well but there to me there was no real standout star there Mm -hmm. and here it's really truly very clearly Cassie's story but okay let's talk about some of the other ones Miranda she I she really I started to really appreciate her in the later episodes for her comedic (laughs) relief right Uh, oh my god so Uh, much I also loved that she was very clearly one of the bad guys Mm -hmm. But she still had rules that she lived by. She had her own and lines she wouldn't cross. She was honest about killing people, but also said it in a way that was completely believable that she did not kill Sabrina. She did not kill Alex. And, you know, if Cassie wasn't coming at her and was going to cooperate, she wasn't planning to kill her either. She just wanted the money. And how you could believe so fully someone who is so clearly bad was is just amazing to me right
1: that yes that's the thing I mean wait to pull off what she had to pull off in terms of acting is insane and and to have written a character that is Mm -hmm. as you said the quote-unquote bad guy that we still really I know we don't like to say likable but she's really very endearing in some ways like you said maybe it's because she's funny or maybe it's because she's pretty self-aware I I don't know but I I loved, I really liked her by the end. I really did.
0: I did too. I also loved how her hair was always impeccable. Like, always She's perfect. badass. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. She's yeah. just like,
1: oh my gosh. I really, that scene with Victor. I mean, I don't know if we're talking about scenes or we're just talking about the people, but.
0: Yeah, I was just going to talk about the arcs, but wait, what about her ending? Did, what did you think? I about? love the speech that she gives to the guy on the plane about how she, for the
1: first time in her life, actually feels selfless I have to stop a woman from being killed and I'm not sure that I fully understand my feelings about that because I've never done anything purely selfless before and she has genuine concern for Cassie she's anxious about her safety I mean I think it's such a revelation to her like what are these feelings I'm feeling but I what as she told Victor I quite like her you know I mean she she likes Cassie and yeah. I really liked that. And in the end gives, you know, gives her the book back because, you know, she's like, you deserve this. Yeah, Thinking of book her. Without without yeah. the money. <laughs> without the money, of course. But that, but see, but that's yeah. Miranda. Like she's in totally, she doesn't become, you know, hey, here, take all the money. She's not completely not herself.
0: Exactly. Yes. Yeah. A character can exhibit change, but mm-hmm. not change that feels lo- unbelievable or just completely out of character that is the sweet spot and Miranda definitely hits it Mm -hmm. and she's alive and stealing money and off to do more evil work I guess but I'm there for it yeah exactly so Megan Megan yeah she used our new template from 28 summers I never thought I would put 28 summers and the flight attendant in the same sentence but there it is (laughs) there it is having a secret can make you complicated yeah and that little bit she talks about where she's kind of explaining how it happened to cassie and and how that having the secret kind of made her feel alive and seen Mm -hmm. because she was really feeling invisible a middle-aged woman in an affluent suburb she was just one of all the same people
1: Mm mm-hmm she felt like nobody saw her, even her own family. But she said having a secret, a thing that only I could do, it just felt amazing.
0: I thought they did a good job making that believable. I still have a hard time believing she was stupid enough to think she wasn't doing something really insane. I don't know why she spoke Korean. <laughs> like I know, but see- I
1: guess the only thing I thought about that was like, I feel like as a flight attendant, they seemed, even Cassie had some italian she could pull out and times yes Maybe they just but hers was really <laughs> hers fluent was the korean nego- <laughs>
0: hers was negotiating You're right, spy, with- like with a spy korean i mean i don't think that's you know flight attendant 101 so right right i mean yeah
1: it's a little i get that she got caught up you know and it the whole cloak and dagger and she wanted to be seen but but it it's very naive that she didn't quite understand what she was doing some of it was a little far fetched but and what about we talked on the last one about whether their plot lines would intersect and then we they don't ultimately her espionage has nothing to do with with Cassie's story and I don't know what I whether I was rooting for it or not I guess maybe I I did say that on one through three that I maybe I just assumed that they would but I I think I wondered yeah whether they would tie it up nicely and and now that they have I think I'm okay that they didn't one didn't have anything to do with the other
0: see the I was okay with it to a point but towards the end when I was really just so on the edge of my seat waiting to find out what happened. Every time it cut to Megan, I was like, no, no, oh, I right, don't even right. care. I got to find like out what's going on. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was the slight. But again, really just so slight. It was otherwise. I was I was invested for sure. But right. Right. I did at towards the end. I was like, oh, and what about her ending?
1: So now she's on the lamb. I mean, yeah. Yeah, right? So she got some closure, you know, with her son and you're left to believe that maybe whatever she's left behind in the rooster for them will help
0: them. She says, I will fix it. I don't know. Which is also seems very naive. And where is she going to fix it with north korean spies from a train in rome i'm confused about that
1: too. right but also what she said to cassie in their heart to heart you know cassie's like everything will be fine or it'll work out Mm. and she says not everything works out for people something like that so yes to me i felt like she was acknowledging like maybe she couldn't fix this like she just it's just fucked up and she's not gonna be able to do anything about it but then i don't know then you see that note she leaves but yeah so not if you know not everybody gets a happy ending is basically her point so I was left to believe you're right like you like she's not gonna fix this because she's getting on a train to god knows where right
0: just taking off but I did like that it was kind of open-ended it just was a real reminder that people come in and out of people's lives and they're all on their own journey and this was Cassie's story this was Cassie's a a snapshot of her life and as she's trying to figure out this murder and also digging into her own crap but megan it doesn't make sense that everything would be all tied up nice and neat for megan at the end of this because this wasn't her story this wasn't her journey so yeah i I liked that it was a little bit open and who knows is she gonna fix it is she not even gonna bother what is she doing well, we we also have to be ready for season two I, I know we're, yeah we're gonna talk
1: about that at the end yeah maybe some of these things it's good that there might be a, a further story there yeah
0: and what about kim she was one of your favorites from the kim.
1: beginning i love kim i love her even more now <laughs> the scenes that she has i just she really steals them for me i mean when i love that like Yale boy <laughs> gets called out again <laughs> mm-hmm. like you know it's clear she's like yeah we all talk which means like watch it because you know don't fuck with me basically and he thinks he's got it solved because her fingerprints were on and he like belittles so her stupid yeah. yeah exactly like it's he's so basic I'm sorry yes but she, so you know basic. And she's,
0: thank you <laughs> he is
1: right she's like back off you moron yeah. i'm gonna sit here and go back to actually using my brain and figuring this out as opposed to seeing like the obvious red they herring must, and being yeah. like i did it <laughs> so i also read that that part was originally for a man she read for the part of megan but and didn't get it obviously but they loved her so much that they flipped the script and rewrote nice. the agent character for her and so then that you know kind of changed her whole storyline so i thought that was awesome oh i love she's that. like gonna now i should know her name merle dandridge i think she's been in a lot of broadway shows too
0: i just loved that scene where she was like do not belittle my intuition mm-hmm. like she knows that there's this isn't quite adding up she just knows that there's something they haven't stumbled on yet that's going to really make the whole thing come together I like women's it. intuition i know and mm-hmm. it works at work too so yeah
1: yeah, she follows her gut. I like it.
0: Yes, absolutely. Okay, Annie. We're getting closer to the big ones.
1: Annie. Yeah. I, I love Annie.
0: <laughs> Jesus. I did too. I mean, it's hard not to. And her arc was one of the most complicated because I think because there are still questions for me as to what's really going on there. But again, this is Cassie's story and her self-discovery. It's not so much Annie's, but... I loved Annie just for being, she's clearly a problem solver. Mm -hmm. She's a very creative thinker. She knows how to put things together that don't seem the most obvious. She's also just a workhorse and knows, I'll call this person, I'll do this. Mm -hmm. Very resourceful. I really liked her sort
1: of struggle in these last few with her identity, meaning so much of it is tied up in being a lawyer. You know, it's like all she's ever wanted to be. She says something like that. And it's just who she is. But at the same time, she didn't like who she was becoming in that role. But also she doesn't know how to be anything else. And and that whole scene with her assistant who brings her that. And like the speech, like, don't let anyone tell you who you are. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, I, I just really thought that scene was amazing I really
0: related to that I did too so that is something I wanted to talk about with her so on the surface like if you look at the plot beats of this whole show the whole season on the surface it kind of looks like she gives up everything because of the situation with Cassie she calls in that favor to have her Cassie leave the Sokolov's unharmed then she has to return the favor which is smuggling a pill for a prisoner to commit suicide not cool (laughs) not what she wanted to do (laughs) She quits her job. She works, you know, with Kim, bringing her stuff to the FBI. And all of that is really because of Cassie. And you could say that it's not motivated by anything inside of her. But then, as you just said, that scene in episode six, where she tells us her name is really Ani, she got so wrapped up in the idea of what other people were telling her, not even what she really wanted. And she wasn't even taking a a beat to think about it she was just like someone says you're Annie you're Annie someone says you're an ace lawyer you're an ace lawyer someone says Mm -hmm. lose that discovery you lose the discovery and you got to return a favor and that's what you got to do and she just doesn't Uh. taking any time to think about what she's doing why she's doing it and whether that squares because you know compare with Cassie who I think is doing all sorts of messed up things but I think she's a little bit more aware I'm just choosing to do the self-destructive horrible thing
1: she knows she's making bad choices all the time she points it out I need to make better choices which yes. means she knows she's about to make a bad one she
0: she calls herself out all the and, time, and that's not excuse it's not excusable but no. it's so different from Annie who's just like doesn't even realize she's making bad choices because they're just bad choices for her they're not necessarily bad choices well they do seem to coincide in this piece but I think we're getting a flavor that it's not even that they're bad choices in some objective way but they were all the wrong choices for her like letting someone else tell you your name is Annie when your name is Annie. yes exactly and
1: not stopping to think about those things in the moment she just kept doing them until yep. as she said till suddenly a woman eating a rare steak <laughs> asks you to murder someone and then that happens, and then, that happens. <laughs> and then you're like oh wait what the fuck how did I get here and that's what I mean I love that but at the same time I also love that in the end she is still saying that that she wants to be a lawyer meaning that it's not she said, "My entire life is wrapped up in being a lawyer. I mean, I I don't know. Maybe she won't be one going forward. But I mean, she is still struggling with that being really her identity. But also, I think something she loves. I do get that sense. It just went askew. Like absolutely it just, because yeah. she lost sight of who she was. But I still think that that she I don't know. Maybe I I still feel like she will. F- she does know who she is. She just." sort of lost Lost sight of it there for a little while
0: yeah yeah and I don't even think it's I think the actual problem is that the identity is tied up in being a lawyer as if a job is who you are and it's not about it's it's what I said in her opening she's a creative thinker she's a workhorse she's connected she's all of these things that are truly assets and those are her those are who she is right it's not the title the job title so she can go on and be a lawyer and use those things because those things are those traits are are an asset to being a lawyer but she could also use them in another way as long as she understands that those are who she is those traits and not being a lawyer either way it doesn't matter
1: yeah no that's a good point i also like that she's in terms of her arc that you know she's finally let someone in i mean now she's yeah. saying she's in love and and i love that she does it though in her own way it's the very like not emotional no 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 we're not sharing this is not a sharing moment mm-hmm. you know she's just like i said it now let's move on
0: <laughs> and she's like the man i love it. fuck fuck exactly everything is
1: like the minute she says something remotely sensitive or emotional she's like fuck, oh damn God. it yeah where did that come from Right, but that's what I love, like, like, what you said about Miranda. It's the same thing here. I love to see the change in her, but it's still true to her. Like, she didn't suddenly, you know, start going, I'm so in love. I can't. Like, it's. it didn't become, it still was very realistic and fit with the characters themselves. And I, I thought that was another great example of that. Like, she's evolved, but she's still Annie, don't get me wrong. Like, we're not. And, and even at the end where she's like he's gonna be fine he has this scar I'm sure he's gonna make up all these stories about how he got the scar and it's gonna be so stupid and I'm gonna to have to break up with him Yeah. You know? like it's just, <laughs> just like because he's yeah. gonna
0: become corny and goofy and I'm not gonna be able to take it and I can't handle it yes I love it oh yeah which brings us to Cassie
1: Cassie
0: yeah Cassie, I know Cassie our star her friendship with Annie has really deepened mm-hmm. she has some moments of with Annie and also Megan where she really takes responsibility for herself. She is a good friend. She apologizes. I I was just really impressed with that again, keeping consistent with who she is but also real real hard growth. Yeah, and with her brother.
1: I think that's another yep. example. Like she yeah. really is taking responsibility and this is I would say some serious growth.
0: Absolutely but we had been watching it unfold through every single episode it wasn't just at the end you were right there with her and we learned about her father's death as we suspected early on she was involved and blamed herself that was some really intense stuff
1: yeah and ran away and so she's been running basically ever since from anything bad or difficult to like she ran away from the scene with Alex it's all because that's how she learned to cope just run and drink.
0: A little literal, but yes. Yes, it was literally, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, I think that's most people. I mean, Megan does it too. I think that's most people. It's just a matter of what running looks like. Running looks like different things for most people. Mm-hmm. You know, running yeah. can be burying yourself in your work. Running can be literally leaving it can you know it can be ignoring things so it could be drinking yourself to death sure she's got that going on too yeah yeah so she has multiple but you're right it was pretty literal in that she ran away from the scene of two crimes i guess and you could see how a young kid would think would have the misbelief that she had that acting as if the way he was with her was the the only time he was this way, he only drank with me. She says, and mm. that I mean that's just crazy. As yes. an adult, that just sounds ridiculous. But it it also felt true for what was going on for her. For her, yes. And what about how beloved she is? Do you, you mean by d- others? By by, I, by everyone? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Despite how she makes lots of bad decisions.
1: It is true, but I think of what Felix slash Buckley said Mm -hmm. about her. You're like catnip. You're beautiful, but so fucked up. Yes, that's what I think that's, there's an appeal to that. There's something about that that I think people are attracted to. I think of the the beautiful, glamorous kind of life of the party. I get that. A lot of people could see why someone would be attracted to that kind of um, energy. But the fucked up part is where you would think... She'd lose people, I would think, like that some people would be like, oh, dude, but she's a mess. But yeah. the, but that's not true. I, I don't know. I think for a lot of people, the allure of that is like maybe they're not like that. So they they find it yeah like fun
0: and interesting and they kind of like escape through them. I, obviously, I relate to it. But I was wondering if you like what does that look like from the outside? Because from the inside, it's very complicated.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah i can imagine
0: and even miranda fell for her in it obviously a different way than yeah, buckley did she did you're right when you're so free and uninhibited even if it's and this is the sad part for me it's driven by trauma and aided, in her case, and in mine too, by alcohol. So you'd think, like, you look at this person and you say they're a mess, but it's also somewhat aspirational. Because some most people couldn't even let go in that way, even with alcohol. And they'd be worried about what people think or what's mm-hmm. going to happen the next day.
1: You look free, You It looks free to the rest of us. It looks like you do whatever the fuck you want. (laughs) Yeah. And it's fun and it's exciting. And I realize what you're saying is if you're that person, it's the fucking opposite of that. It is not, it's masking a whole bunch of stuff, but.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, it is, I mean, it is still like being free and uninhibited, but it's in a, it's almost in a way that you just think you're so, damaged and it doesn't matter if anyone's view of me that isn't worse than what I already have about myself that was hard to watch I thought it was really really accurate I just wondered if it came off as like okay really because I mean I guess I felt that way I'm like really everyone loves her and she's doing all of these terrible things I've, I felt it a little when she finally got the Italian guy involved and I'm like oh my god she's just fucking up everyone's lives oh my god well, i thought he was dead and i was like damn it cassie you did not get enrico killed
1: no you did not and then when i saw him being wheeled out and waved like, like, oh thank god right. thank god because not enrico what his no. grandmother say <laughs> <laughs> the wonderful woman oh, oh, so. who had that great line who has space to carry other people's choices you know and to each of these people she they she has shown that side to them too so you know what i mean so yeah. they I bet at times they're conflicted. though, like, like, like Annie says, it's not just one thing. One thing they, so, exactly. yeah. Yes. Well, well, and that, well, we'll talk about maybe their fight, Annie. Yeah, well, this yeah, is, a,
0: that's a great a segue sweet. into it. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about some scenes. Episode six was just my all around favorite. favorite scene.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: one of the moments was as you're talking about the fight between Annie and Cassie.
1: I was gonna say that I love that line where she says maybe our friendship only worked because we never showed each other the messy bits you you never had to call me a liar and I
0: never had to call you a drunk but that's what we are Cass I I feel like they showed each other the messy stuff meaning like it was out there but they never talked about it they never tried Mm -hmm. to reconcile it you know they talk about They're hurling their hurts at each other, old hurts, like, what about when you left me in Cabo? And, Uh and, which, by the way, I thought was so good just for how accurate that is for fights, you know? Right. Cassie's like, I'm sick of doing this. And, or, uh, Annie says, I'm sick of. Excusing you and forgiving you, and she's like, "Wait, what about me? I have you know." (laughs) Which is exactly
1: what happens, and she just pulls out stuff too. Yeah, I agree. They were showing it. I mean, they weren't not acting like themselves around each other. It doesn't seem. It's just they weren't really talking about it or asking the questions. Like, like Cassie never said, "Like, why do you have a third burner phone, uh, or whatever? Why do you have like three phones? And (laughs) why did you have a boyfriend you never told me about?" But like. They just weren't calling each other out on their shit. They weren't hiding parts of themselves. I that's I agree with you. I think it was just they weren't confronting it.
0: Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Confronting it. Yeah. Another one from episode six when she goes mm-hmm. on the bender with yeah. uh, Buckley. I, we had been talking about this a little bit before. and um, She's talking to Alex and she's saying, you know why Buckley's so much better than you? Because he wants me to be me, <laughs> which is just... <laughs> ridiculous in that moment although you know you know she believes it she says he doesn't judge me or question every fucking move I make and yeah this is where you know I have come with the idea of being seen as an anchor that doesn't let you grow you know Mm -hmm. obviously we know later how much more complicated this is that Buckley is you know totally different than we expect but right but we didn't know that then when we were watching this episode and she's sitting there saying he accepts me but she's also this horrible mess you and i were talking and i said that accepting someone without challenging them too isn't good enough and challenging without acceptance isn't good enough either it has to be both to me and that's why, yeah. I, why I struggle with the idea of being seen because it has to be something more than that because being seen with Annie you know Max saw her for who she was which is someone who loved him but refused to admit right. it but mm-hmm. he never let it go he was never like i'm okay with you being this way he's like but no he was know, like
1: whenever you're ready to unpack that yeah. baggage well, let's do it like <laughs> your
0: commitment issues yeah and this just really helped me understand what why that rubbed me the wrong way because this is the kind of thing people will say she he accepts me he wants me to be me i'm like no that is terrible but so then
1: i wanted to ask you because just because this sort of storyline goes a little bit into episode seven when he calls her and says like I think we have something and she says I only call you when I'm drunk or sad or lonely and he says Cassie that means I make you feel better Mm -hmm. what did you think about that does he really again putting aside that he turns out to be the murderer but I don't think you can really make her feel better Uh, or does he
0: help her and just numb it like by well see That, to me, was what Buckley was going through. And there are a lot of hints that he was deeply, deeply, deeply unhappy in what he was Mm -hmm. doing and killing people and being this. He didn't even seem like a mastermind. He was pretty much just a workhorse for murdering people or taking care of other people's shit. And her seeing him at the bar. When he had been there through all of those scenes, the, the flashback in the last episode shows you all the scenes where he was kind of in the background and she never saw him. And then she sees him and something like like thing goes off for him. And he's like, oh, my God, she saw me. She sees me. She accepts me. I make her feel good. I'm not yeah. murdering her. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think he thinks for him it's a good thing. Right. For so you her, believe he not.
1: really did have these feelings for her? Oh, uh uh-huh. he Yeah. Okay, if then, not, he would have killed, killed her. He would have killed her.
0: Exactly. Like he was Well, and
1: she to. said that, Miranda, at some point, there's a reason he's keeping you alive. She, of course, thought it was, you know, something to do with the plot. But really, it's because he had real feelings for her. He does say, and I can be a different choice for you. And I think what he means is you could be a different choice for me.
0: Also, the scene when they take the mechanical pony, which I I just love that scene. He's like, come on, let's set him free. And I'm like, okay, this is a guy who's like begging for someone to help him out of where he is.
1: God, and he's alive in the end too. I thought Uh he was dead too. I'm like, oh
0: no. (laughs) Yikes. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. They all come
1: rolling out of that room. (laughs) I know. And I love the end of episode six. This really was a standout episode, oh. this this scene when she's basically having like a psychotic breakdown in the jail and uses her one phone call to call her brother. And it's just you just she suddenly realizes through all these flashbacks that her brother's version of their childhood wasn't crazy. Like she says, I thought you were crazy. Like but she realized she says like, I treated you like you were crazy. Oof! But she said, like, I was so wrong. I I just remember dad being good. I really wanted him to be good. And she just, she just had all these memories were just, so twisted
0: in her head i don't know if they're twisted as much as this is just how i think this is just how my brother and i are like this very oh yeah i mean Mm -hmm. it's like we had different fathers completely different fathers like entirely different human beings (laughs) that's so interesting she says your version of child your version of our childhood was so unreal to me and that's honest that just isn't what she experienced it's not how she felt it's not what she saw it just wasn't real to her and now she's starting to understand that maybe she just doesn't see it from his point of view and she can
1: right and so then and she says, It's not okay how dad treated you. But then he says, But it's not okay how he treated you either. And I know and then that's that-
0: that's more than she can handle. She's like, Okay, bye. Yeah. She was like, This too much. It's too much. Ah,
1: the crying. But that was uh, that was a big big reckoning for her and, and in her relationship with her brother. So this was there's a lot in this episode.
0: Yeah, and that's what I'm talking about when I said earlier how we see her change. I mean, that's a that's a big step to call her brother and I love that she used her one call from jail just to say she was sorry she didn't even Mm -hmm. wasn't even calling for help it was again sort of a selfless growth act and right And so that makes, by the end, her her big changes feel very believable because we're seeing the baby steps all along the way. Yes,
1: exactly. It didn't just get all tied up in the finale.
0: No, no. You
1: watch the progression, which I love.
0: Yeah, of her personal shit being kind of taken care of. Yeah. And then speaking of that, on on that same line, there was the scene in the finale when she's watching the younger version of herself after oh. the car accident, mm-hmm. I'm such a sucker for that kind of stuff. Like she's hugging the younger version of herself. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. And she tells her it's not her fault. I
1: love that she says a lot of things will be your fault like you will make really bad decisions and I love that she's saying you don't worry like a lot of this is on you a lot of things will be on you but not this like this one is not your fault and it will not define who you
0: are I know but even though it, di- it, ho- totally it did it totally has it's too late it already has but <laughs> yes. I guess
1: going forward what's with the rabbit please tell me what what's <laughs>
0: I think it was just to I thought that moment was a symbol of like it was always haunting her and yeah like and then it hops and, away yeah that she okay. was kind of free of it from there
1: I just didn't know if this was um like, oh, my God, what was a scum? What was it in a Fleabag? Oh, my God, oh, what's fox, wrong with me? The fox. <laughs> yes. When, yeah. when there's a weird animal that keeps appearing in yeah. scenes, I'm always like Googling and looking for clues.
0: And I'm just like, what's with the rabbit? I thought it was just symbolism for her own yeah. trauma and pain and, and death, killing. I think so. Those things being all wrapped up together. Yeah, yeah I, I did love The way that was handled exactly with what you said you will make bad decisions it's just so this i liked this much better than which the the piece that foreshadows it which you had mentioned earlier briefly when she's talking to and is it enrico's grandmother Mm -hmm. and she says who can carry other people's choices i think that's great and probably true and all that but I just find it impossible to understand what other people's choices are. How do you know what's your choice and what somebody else's choice? You are living in yourself. Yeah. You are yourself. How is it possible to see the world as another person's choice? Because you have to either sign on uh, uh, that line from something we were reading the other day. You have to co-author the fantasy. Mm. So it is, then it becomes your choice. It is. Yes.
1: So in that scene, I was thinking, which I think is what they want you to think, that the choices of her father are not her own. She does not have to carry those. But your point is, but when she was drinking with him, those then became her choices. And it was still her choice to walk away from that scene. even though, Right? So, right. I see what you're saying. I mean,
0: I know that there's this idea that, people need to be told that you're somebody else's choices don't have to be your own but you could also just say make better choices (laughs) right now in this instance though she's a kid so then you
1: go well she really did she even have the wherewithal to to know what she was choosing
0: then oh yeah i do Right. No, well that no, she does need to be told this is not your fault. This right, car right. accident that led to his death. You were mm-hmm. not his drinking buddy in you know that's that's her and my default too is to give my own agency to everyone around me. That right. I created all of this, not just my own choices to drink, but my choice to you know be in the car and cheers and you know everything she was doing in that moment and I assigned my agency to everyone else such that if I had done something different everyone else would do something different there may be some teeny tiny nugget of truth in that but Mm -hmm. not to the extent that I take it on and clearly Cassie had taken it on here so that is the part that Okay, you make your own traces, but everybody else makes theirs too. And you are not responsible for theirs. That's yeah. 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 That's good. I love like that. That was a pow- yeah that was a really powerful scene when she just like came like got down on her knees and hugged her. I was like, that I'm such a sucker for that shit. <laughs> yeah. No,
1: that's a that was a really good scene. Like all and the things goes- you want to
0: tell your younger self. Younger self. Yeah. I know. Yeah. And not even younger. Not even younger, like five or 10, like younger, like five years ago. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, it's true. And yeah. it was so, because all along, you know, she's been, we've, we if feel like we know Cassie's younger self. So with this, you know what I mean? So it yeah. was almost like that oh, was another char- character. And, I, and then it goes straight to the scene with Alex that I love where they're on the bed and she says that she was falling in love with him or maybe the promise of what
0: could have been. Mm. Did you like that scene? I, 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 I did. I don't. I remember exactly which one are you talking about this was this is the one where he started off bleeding by the way this the finale was incredibly gruesome a lot of blood and just really violence yeah gross <laughs> yeah no it, there really was but it wasn't like born identity violence where it's like pow 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 somebody disappears and we assume they're dead this was like like gushing blood from a slit throat And yeah yeah well that throat bleeding was bad
1: yeah so yes this is the scene it's right after the Mm -hmm. one that you love with with the younger self yes and she's she's like I don't want to remember you this way so then he's not bloodied anymore and she said that you know she was falling in love with him or maybe just the promise of what could have been and he says "Ah, it's probably better than the real deal ever could be you made me at least two inches taller," he yeah. says, which oh, I thought I like that, that line. Yeah. Love that. Yeah, um, that's like what you we really do. elevate. Yeah, you really elevated me in your mind. But then when he says, "Honestly, it wasn't me you were falling in love with," and she's like, "I can't handle any more introspective bullshit." You know, just kiss me. But I mean, I'm just like in the end, she was falling in love with herself. If he is her subconscious and he's been the voice in her head what she was falling in love with was
0: this this who she could be you know yeah that's what I thought yeah no I agree I just think it's it was a little tidy but I did love that she was like I can't do it just kiss me (laughs) that yeah but exactly she actually didn't I think if she had said what I just said which is right? It would have been something right. on those no, lines. I agree. so cheesy. Yeah, right. I agree. They could not have gone there. But you're right. That is. I think that's what what was the subtext.
1: And she's trying to get
0: sober. Look at that. Which, by the way, this is also something we talked about offline. But I loved that it came last because mm-hmm. she was helping heal herself, re remember things, get a bigger perspective. You know, absolve herself of guilt. She's been doing all of those things before she lets go of the alcohol, such that you think, okay, this could work. She's a now. yeah, she's a real chance yeah. at this now.
1: Yes, but I also love how she's just like, listen, I'm trying, okay, and it's fucking hard. So anybody who tells you it's easy to change things in your life, it's not. But you know, she's two days sober. You know what? It's two days more than. She had had it was, and you do as she said to her brother. Like you do, feel like because she's done all this work, like you said, she's like this time. I feel like it's different, and she, she, and you believe it.
0: Yeah, and oh, there was also that scene where when Annie and her come together when she calls her with Miranda, and you can tell Annie's gearing up. She's ready for a fight. She's like, "Let's fight," and Cassie just stops her and is like, "I'm sorry." Everything was wrong. I take responsibility for, you know, like she just stops her in her track. And Annie's like, oh, okay. (laughs) She was like, I was kind of a dick too. That's Mm -hmm. the amazing thing about fights. That is so, it's incredible how hard it is to get your head around it and to rewire our survival brains. When someone comes at you, your instinct is just to come at them back and like fight. But yet if you come at them with like, I'm so sorry, that sucks. This is horrible. They oh, yeah. always come back it's, at you with the same. Yes. And he was like, Oh yeah, I was. I'm, I was stressed about Max. I'm so sorry. Uh, y- you know, it's just incredible. It really is. It really. This is a, such a basic example, but this is
1: what I say with like customer service people. Like mm-hmm. I, first of all, I don't know that. I mean, I guess everyone comes at things like "let's fight." I do think some people have a real aversion to fighting. I do not, though. So I go, I could be so fired up about something. If the customer service person goes like, "I'm sorry, yeah. what can we do?" So yeah. I'm like, "Oh fuck," yeah. you're just totally deflated. You're like, yeah. "Oh, uh, okay." I don't, but that's a much small scale compared to really emotional fights. But yeah. you're right; it just it it your brain just gets immediately this like goes off of the offensive and it is
0: crazy how it works yeah but even like even the person who doesn't want conflict and doesn't want to fight so you know like the the cassie comes up to her and that person is but once they're attacked they will attack back usually yes i think most people do it's just survival that is really our our primitive brains it's just very basic stuff like survive yeah. And what about the end when she kind of walks through and I, as I think
1: of it, like shutting all the lights off in her brain, mm-hmm. like when she walks through the rooms and that song, "You Can Do Anything." I loved that song. I feel like yeah. you really liked that final scenes with her. Well, I guess that's not the final final. Then it's her on the plane, talking about possibly being a a CIA human asset. Actually,
0: right. So, do we want to talk about the setup for season two? I mean, they set up I a mean, lot. Yes yeah they sure did miranda's alive obviously even though we Mm -hmm. saw her kind of dead in the bathtub i don't know we don't know how she got out of there or what happened to her Mm -hmm. how buckley thought she was dead and or felix and she wasn't but we do know because she left the book in cassie's jacket that she is alive Right. Or that's what we suspect, I guess. Megan is on the run, so we don't know mm-hmm. where that's going to go. Lots of stuff to talk about with those two. or Lots of stuff to develop in season two. And as we've been talking about, Cassie's taken a huge step towards her own healing. But then same thing with Annie. Can she use all of these things in a good way? The things that lead us down the wrong path are usually also our strengths. They're just who we are. And you can use them for good or you can use them for not good all of the things that she has to offer being fearless being personable luminous all of those things she could use for good and yeah and her cia friend tells her yeah my boss will be calling so they set
1: up a lot but potential. we should say there's been no nope. definitive nope. announcement about season two. We're talking as if there is because the, the creators are saying they would they want to. As you just pointed out, it Leads. certainly begs the question.
0: What happens next? Yeah. I want to know what happens with Annie and But Max. I love, yes, but
1: I love how they were able to do that. Literally, as you said, with almost every character. There's mm-hmm. so much more we can see, but also... To give teasers us, and cliffhangers and give us resolution yes. and growth I thought that's I, by have, the way we haven't said I thought this was a great finale I don't yes. think I said that <laughs> at any point in this
0: I really did no, um, I agree I to have a really satisfying well ending that's also open-ended or or introduces potential for more is very hard i don't know i wish i knew who to give the credit to i know that there's probably a whole team of people that get the credit here but it's
1: really good
0: (laughs) yeah it is
1: it is a team and they always talk about it as a team obviously kaylee cuoco but i forget the guy's name that the the creator with her and um, executive producer too and I mean there but they in interviews and stuff they always like really do refer to it as a team so I do think there's a lot of credit to go around but the changes to the ending which I did not read the book we talked about this last time and I'm not I did read one article though and I will not say it because the guy the, the other creator that worked with Kelly did say oh now I'm ruining the ending for people who want to read the book and he did so I'm not going to do that oh. because if someone wants to read the book it's really it's very different as in like different killer as in like different oh. Cassie ends up differently I mean it, it, he I so like we talked about last time I do think fans of the book might have a hard time with this right unless they he wanted to kind of make it I don't know a Little really Fires Everywhere story. was very
0: different I was just gonna and, say and we thought we loved uh, yes. I loved the book but yes. I loved the show even more so yes so I thought do of that it. too yeah you can and I just
1: think it depends on the, your point of view or the way you come to adaptations or how much you loved the book like some people really don't like to see a lot of changes but whatever regardless they really like the Little Fires people wanted yeah. to make it their own and the the author like celeste ing was consulted and was really interested and was like kind of a part of it but was like this is your story like go ahead you know it sounds very similar like they're very good friends with him he was like a consultant but was not there to tell them how to do it like his book is his book and this is its own thing so Uh, i feel like maybe these are the best ways didn't we say that on the on little fires like maybe these are the way we like adaptations
0: like yeah i I don't know but normal people was pretty faithful i know and i didn't like it it. (laughs) because then it just invites constant comparison and good point i like getting lost in something else the queen's gambit though was very faithful but what it did with visual additions was so mm-hmm. it, it just felt like a different thing but also I read the right. book afterwards so maybe that's different um True. as opposed True. to before yeah I mean there's this is powerhouse teams I think I don't know if you're talking about the creator Steve Yaki Steve. okay y- Yaki yeah I was and gonna then think also Greg Berlanti's on this who mm-hmm. is Riverdale he is behind that so so this guy he knows how to these people all know what they're doing and powerhouses but man they really executed sometimes powerhouses it can be too many chefs in the kitchen and this was just perfect I also read that in the book the Cassie character accepts right from the start that she has a drinking problem and she wants that to be different which is oh, very different from cassie that's very different who is in, completely in denial all through the episode i mean through the season. yeah
1: that is that's very different
0: yep yeah so i'm in i'm in uh, for season I, two this i great. Uh, yeah this was fantastic can't wait for that season two announcement i'm hoping it's coming today <laughs>
1: We want to let you know we've launched a Patreon page where supporters can receive perks like bonus episodes and exclusive content.
0: Because Pop Fiction Women is our passion project, a place where we give women space to show up and offer in-depth analysis in the ways we're used to hearing about male creators and their characters. We delve into creativity and psychology with a dash of astrology, and we
1: have so much fun doing it. Just two friends breaking down books, movies, and shows
0: like... Normal People, Fleabag, and I May Destroy You. Every single aspect of this podcast, we do ourselves. From the preparation to the recording, from the editing to the social media promotion. So we're adding a Patreon platform because we want to keep making the show you love and hopefully expand it even further.
1: So please consider becoming one of our most complicated fans and contributing on
0: Patreon. To learn more, go to patreon.com forward slash pop fiction women This has been Pop Fiction Women with Corinne and Kate If you enjoyed this show please tell the complicated women in your life and the men who love them Yes, tell them to listen and then to follow on Spotify or review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and of course share on social media Tag us with
1: your favorite books tv shows and movies starring complicated women on facebook and instagram at pop fiction women or on twitter at pop underscore women
0: for more coverage of the women you love or to find out if you qualify as a complicated woman go to popfictionwomen.com
1: and keep it complicated